Hi everyone, my name is Maria Gutierrez and thank you for tuning in to my very first episode of my podcast, More to Us. I just wanted to give a little disclaimer, so I know the audio isn't the greatest, but you know, I will continue to work on that. And then also, I can tell how nervous I was in that first episode. I just, not only was I literally drenched in sweat, but I was laughing like an idiot, so apologies for that, but I will continue to work on it. And during the end of the episode, we were talking about finding credible sources, but we accidentally called it plagiarism. So yeah, I just wanted to correct ourselves there. And as always, please remain mindful. It is very difficult for people to share their stories and put it out there on the internet. So just always remain respectful, even if you don't agree with others' opinions, you know? So I hope you enjoy this episode and more to come. After meeting people from different backgrounds, different races, cultures... It was really like mind-opening to see that we all go through very similar experiences and there's like so much to learn from each other that yeah, yeah I thought you know why not why not put it in a podcast for it's, everybody for eternity right I'm like you know what my kids can listen to this one day if I have kids so it will be yeah, it'll forever be on the internet the internet will give you that exactly so <laughs> tell me a little about yourself Neha a little about your culture my name's Neha Punjabi. Uh, I was born in Canada, but I, I think I see myself as Punjabi more than Canadian, mm-hmm. but I am a Canadian. I am proud of that, <laughs> as much as I prefer to be a Punjabi. Uh, yeah, I'm queer. Um, I'm a female. Let me see what other labels I can throw in there. What, what are your pronouns? <laughs> um, she, her, but sometimes I like to confuse people and make people uncomfortable, so I say they, them, okay. um, especially at program training because it makes people uncomfortable Uh, but really it doesn't really matter to me uh, when it comes to pronouns as long as you're being respectful um really if I picked a pronoun it would just be me huh Mm -hmm. and um as since you're part of the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. like how was that growing up in a Punjabi community and how has it affected you um I don't think I fully identified until like first year university so it's probably like yeah, 19. But I remember in grade 9 learning about gender spectrum, and they were like, yeah, like, it's on a spectrum. And I was like, cool, like, I can like anybody, and then I just kind of ran with it. Mm-hmm. But nobody in my grade was attractive, so I just, like, was just, <laughs> you know, coasting through high school. And I think it's, yeah, it didn't, I, I'm grateful my mom was the type of person who wasn't necessarily into like your clothes represent who you are like I would wear a lot of boy clothes or dress in pants and like these kind of things and or be more tomboy and she would never like be hurt by it or see it as like you're less than a female mm-hmm. and I think it does help that I've always identified as female um and yeah fashion is just a cool way to express mm-hmm. how I wanted to express myself yeah. um yeah and then I learned about India and like the third gender and like all this kind of idea and my mom always would tell me the hijaris are like magical special people that understand both the dualities so I think that helped me a lot and I never really told her and then I was like cool like I'm ready to tell her and then like she converted to Christianity and that kind of took like a plummet so it's still kind of scary but like I told my brother and he's like okay like moved on with his life mm-hmm. he like wasn't phased and my friends were like yeah like we don't really care like we kind of already yeah it makes sense <laughs> that you're in that community um I think at the end of the day like my mom won't care but I do think that shift in religion was, was a big thing okay um, yeah. 
So I'm going to take it back a bit. You said that uh, you started learning about the gender spectrum when you were in grade nine. Mm -hmm. Was that in class or was that like something that you yeah. started feeling like confused? So you're like, maybe I should just do more research. Yeah, um, we did like health and whatever career and I take that to graduate. Mm -hmm. um, so we did ours in French and luckily ours was only like a gr uh, group of like nine people because I grew up in a small school and community. Mm -hmm. Um, and then our teacher, yeah, like brought someone in and like we talked about gender spectrum and it just kind of like, yeah, I was like, cool, like I don't have to just like men. I was like, done. And it just was like this shift for me. I know some people, like even some of my friends were like, I've always felt like attracted to certain people or like questioned. Um, yeah, all that. I just like, I think it was just like, cool, like I can like more, more than, than one. Yeah, I can like more than I don't have to be bound to one person and I think that was just like cool um, and then yeah in university there was more people to like look at I think so uh, I tried yeah dating women they were really scary kind of <laughs> scary in what sense scary in what sense sorry any white women if you ever listen to this but sometimes you're scary when it comes to the sense of it feels um like over PC, like I feel like they're trying to compensate for your brownness, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's a whole nother level of, I think, queer women. It's hard, well, first of all, it's hard finding people that are also queer, because there's no, like, markers, you know? Mm -hmm. You gotta be, like, fly in your, in your, in your flirting. Um, dating apps are great for the queer community, though. Um, but the point was, yeah, like, the, the levels of we're, I guess we're both in a marginalized group, but then there's an extra level of like being a brown person. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, like women generally tend to be more sensitive to these things, but I think it gets like, turned to like a, I need to make sure I'm uber, uber conscious and sensitive of your culture, your heritage. And, it, and then it makes it hard for like to have just normal conversations and discussions, right? That's true. Um, so they're a little bit scary in that sense. Also, some of the lesbians really just love to get married. <laughs> no offense to stereotypes, but some of them were a little, the, Ont the Ontario ones were a little bit scary. <laughs> uh, the BC ones, or the Alberta ones, very country, but <laughs> teach their own. So. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but men are also equally as scary. I've encountered a lot of annoying men. So. And do you feel like there's a, obviously an emotional difference between being with a man than being with a woman? Like, do you feel like it's easier to communicate no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I don't know if it's just my personality type, like I'm very upfront, so I find that um, like I can be upfront with men generally, just as I can be upfront with women. I do see the discrepancy, like some people are like tiptoeing around things and it can make it, and then yeah, it can make it harder just to speak and I know that it seems to come more comfortably um, to talk to women. You, and you also feel like you're just, kind of seeing a friend, right? Yeah. And then, you, and then you're like, oh yeah, I, I guess I could kiss you at the end of the night if I wanted to. <laughs> um, whereas, it depends on, yeah, it depends on the app and like where, what your intentions are in, in the date anyways, because as you know, in hookup culture, it's sometimes just, just nobody will go for a coffee with you before kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't find, I think it's really personality based. And I think that's where um, like my, identity with queer comes from is it's not 
male or female or non-binary. I think it's more like the personality that attracts me. Mm-hmm. So the per- personalities I attract, I tend to have an easier time talking to. Okay, so makes that makes sense. Easier, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's yeah one or the other. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm up front, so I'll tell you how I feel, <laughs> or I won't tell you how I feel. Exactly, but like, do you feel like being a, in a part of this community? Um, because I feel like it's forever evolving and we always have new things to learn. Do you, have you ever been like offended or something if somebody didn't know anything or like, um, maybe they weren't, I don't know. Knowledgeable. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like knowledgeable because I feel like there's Mm -hmm. so much that sometimes I, I even feel intimidated. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, or sometimes I didn't ask for pronouns or like little things especially back then yeah I didn't even know that there were more than two pronouns so it's I feel like it's forever evolving how do you feel about that um I this is where I think I I fall in the older class because there yeah there's it's cool how many labels and how many um identification categories you can be in the queer community um I sometimes find it a little overwhelming um and I'm personally not offended if someone gets around or if someone just is like yeah, that's a female and she's straight. Like, mm-hmm. sure, go ahead. Like, I, I don't really care. Um, or, if, I don't know, if I look like a man. Like, I, I wouldn't really care with pronouns and things like that. I know some people have a more, it's more of an attachment. Like, it's associated kind of like your name, like mm-hmm. really who you are. Um, but I think, yeah, like, like you said, it's evolving constantly. Um, it's, people can only do so much to be up to date. I find that generally our, our generation is a little bit sensitive to things mm-hmm. so it is kind of tiptoeing but I, I'm okay if someone makes a mistake and they're just honest and they're like sorry I didn't know yeah. and then and they're willing to have that conversation I think it's more the action to it like um, and what they do after that they're like oh like I didn't know you were queer I'm sorry and then they go and do research later or they ask you questions I think mm-hmm. that's what matters the most um, obviously people are still going to be ignorant and be annoying and be like this doesn't exist or this is like gender is biological like you know yeah. people are always going to have their opinions of course uh, but I think the majority of the people are willing to ask like I think it's if you don't know just just, tell, yeah. just, just say I don't know like or I'm, I'm willing to learn or maybe I don't want to learn at this moment but I don't know but I'm not trying to be disrespectful I think your intentions are important yeah I completely agree with you and like one of the things that I've been seeing like with this generation now it's like people are so quick to assume that you're such a bad person for no not knowing something and it's like no like do you think everyone's perfect do you think everyone has this freaking head full of knowledge like no like we're not encyclopedias we're not encyclopedias we need to educate ourselves yeah but like even as much as we educate ourselves there's still going to be stuff that we don't know Exactly. So it's important to just like, one thing I've been fully straight up this past year is just being like, hey, like, this is, I don't have much knowledge in this. Can you teach me this or do this? Because like, you know, it's important to put it out there, but then also, yeah. you know, not pretend that you do know and just, yeah. It's very true. It's like race too. Like there's so many heritages and cultures and levels to race and like colorism. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody knows every Latin culture, you know, like, yeah, and, exactly. and, and we lump them together, but like, it's all about learning and educating. I do also think um, it is a bit of a part of the other person too, like, 
the, the, the mi- minority can't always be teaching all the time. Like, mm-hmm. as much as it is our job, even as women or as, like, colored people, like, it is our job, too. But it, it should also fall on the other pe- person to also want to do, to learn outside of being taught, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. take initiative, because we don't want to talk about it all the time, every day kind that's of thing. So Yeah, that's true. Um, why do you, in your own opinion, like, why do you think this generation has, is, like, so sensitive to absolutely everything? Good question. Like, we can't even, uh, we can't even make dark humor jokes anymore with people, without people, like, looking at us and being like, is she okay? It's like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm good. Um, I'm fine. I just like making dark humor jokes. Um, <laughs> I want to say because everybody is so open, like, this generation doesn't bat an eyelash to trans or to queer people um and I remember like like our generation was very like like brown skin was just like okay yeah like no one cared like we were kind of like going past that whereas like now I think this generation just doesn't care but like your label like does care but also like doesn't care how you identify and label so I think that's where it gets to a point where it's like we'll accept everybody but then we have to be sensitive to everybody by proxy i also think each generation is getting more and more anxious (laughs) because you know global warming is a thing and the world the world is coming to an end all right so now taking it back to you um does your mom know that you are a queer queer lady queer lady queer lady queer person (laughs) um no, and I think um, I was a really excited, like I said, um, because of just, you know, she seemed very, like, okay, and I remember one time um, there was this girl, and she was at the soccer field, and I was like, mom, that's that girl, and her girlfriend, and I just, like, waited, and she was like, you know, as long as, like, you, someone loves you authentically, like, the world is shitty enough, pretty much, like, mm-hmm. you can find someone that loves you who cares about you know, anything else else, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. And so I think I just kind of also was like, I'm just going to like ignore it until (laughs) until I have to. Like, I don't think, I mean, it's coming out is weird because um, I don't think it changes who I am. Like I still am the person I am and, and I dress the way I am. And I think that's more related to me. I think it was just like, if I were to marry a girl, then it would be like, by the way, like, this is the thing mm-hmm. um, that I am. So I felt like I wanted to tell her, and then she, like, turned to Christianity and was, like, kind of harsh on queer people. But, yeah, it was just her, her way of using it because it was, it was not so much being queer but more, like, the sex related to queer that was the sinful thing. But why use that example of queer people? You could have just used, like, an example of anybody having sex pretty much going to hell so it made me like apprehensive uh to tell her and then I also was like do I ever have to tell her if I'm never like if I don't marry a woman then I like I can kind of go free um I don't think it would change our relationship I think it's just there's anxiety with it and I never understood because my friend also would like never told his parents that he was gay Mm -hmm. and I don't think he still has he told his sister but like his sister was like yeah like we all know but there's some there's some weird anxiety about it because our parents grew up in a very like this is bad yeah for many many years this is bad this is bad this is bad this is bad so as much as they would be like they generally hopefully mostly still love you I think it still comes as a shock to them 
and that's the anxious part because you never really want to you know like upset your parents mm -hmm. and you also like hope that every I think everybody goes in with the intention that they hope that their parents love them but there's a lot of parents that disown their kids after hearing that yeah and so it's like I guess it's just like all that anxiety wrapped up in one mm -hmm. um but yeah it, like my cousin she also said like just do it when you're ready like she's been with her partner for 10 years now and they only recently came out yeah and before it was like the quote-unquote roommate yeah um but she's like yeah like when you're ready tell them um i think eventually i'll tell them like even if i end up marrying Naka. Um, <laughs> and then i think like Aww. i'd still end up being like yeah this is part of who i am but i don't think it would change per se i think it'd be easier to do it when i have my own house and i can't be kicked out or shunned that's you true. know when you're on your own there's just i don't know i don't know how to explain the anxiety mm -hmm. um i hate that there is anxiety in it and i hate that people have to feel like they need to come out and tell I was, people i was about to say like i feel like we should be in a generation now that it shouldn't be like oh like did you come out like no it's like you were this way and that's okay like, yeah why? And, I, and i know that most parents are like yeah we know yeah like <laughs> my friend he his parents definitely know like his parents would grab like when his he would get grounded he would not be able to watch the oscars mm -hmm. and that was like a you know like very like no 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 so i'm pretty sure they know he's gay um but i think it's and mothers mothers know weird things about you mm -hmm. they pick up on never, the smallest things yeah and like i've always been always like to dress in like my male clothing but like also just like do whatever i want so i feel like it won't be a shock to her mm -hmm. but it's still that weird anxiety that you get telling your parents anything really yeah okay but one thing is like one thing i've never understood is why there is really just gendered clothing <laughs> i like i identify as straight mm -hmm. like straight female a straight male i'm gonna go You're a straight i'm gonna <laughs> analyze myself but no i'm a straight female and but i've always dressed in such baggy clothing and like oh yeah like I either dress super girly, I love dresses, tight clothing, or I love being in sweatpants and super baggy shirts that are too big for my own body. And it's like, first of all, it confuses people because they're like, oh, I thought you had a girly girl style, or oh, I thought you were sheep, or oh, now you're dressing like a literal man. So then it's it's so weird how there are like so many labels and I'm like, can't I just like wear what I'm feeling that day, you know? Yeah, and just I just want to be me, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, I find that little part of clothing like very weird how it's so... Yeah. And how people expect and you to also choose like one style too. I'm just like, yeah. no. I mean, that's a cool thing that I love about fashion and I like, I think, I hope we're going towards um, a more neutral clothing. Like I think clothing was shaped really weirdly as a male and female like mm -hmm. it should be for body types or for yeah it should be for body types but it's more like actually fits your body mm -hmm. and and everybody's style is yeah like you said shifting and changing and style is a cool way to express ourselves um machine gun kelly is a great example straight man and he has bomb ass fashion sense but he just <laughs> does what he wants because it's, it's cool and like kurt cobain like all these people that um, or like who fine with their sexuality and who and who they are like we shouldn't be con confined by clothing you know like yeah. um, I know our brains like to categorize things but also like why do we need to categorize something so personal like why does 
who I love and sleep with affect the random person on the street, you know? Like, I think yeah. that's where, like, we're very nosy, but we're also not really nosy because we're also uber um, touchy-touchy about sex. Yeah. Which is the most, like, personal thing, yet we're, like, in everybody's business about who you're sleeping with. Right. And so. what is... Um, relationships. Let's get into the topic yeah. of relationships. Everybody's getting in the sheets of everybody's... Do you believe that there is one person we're meant to be with for the rest of our lives? <laughs> so I had, a, I had a, that's a loaded question. I have had many discussions with this because I am a hopeless romantic deep, deep down. I grew up with Bollywood, so I'm very like, um, I, I would daydream forever about like, you know, randomly bumping into someone, going into full song sequence and then like being exiled and then them having to come and rescue me. So I'm very, I, I think I always, um, I like the idea, um, but then I think my perspective shifted kind of after my dad passed and I was like, I think that there is a handful of people that meld with who you are. Mm -hmm. Because to say that there's one soul person, I mean, I do think it's kind of true. I'll get to the point. It's a long story, an evolution of my life. But I, I always thought that, like, you know, your friends, you love your friends. They each, like, represent a certain personality of you. And it really depends on, like, you know, if someone keeps changing and evolving with you. So I always thought there was, like, a handful of people. Because people get divorced and they still care about each other. Or people pass away and, like, you find a new love. Like, all these things happen. So I was like, okay, maybe not one soul person. Um, and then I went on with my life and then found someone and I was like, wow, we're very solely connected. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, maybe there, there is. And I've always loved the, um, the myth, the Greek myth that Zeus created like a person with like two heads, four hand, four arms, like and four legs mm -hmm. and two eyes and two hearts. And then he deemed that person too powerful. So he split them in half. And so forever people are going, looking around for their other half that they're like solely. So I was I always loved that and I thought that was cute. Um, sure, why not? <laughs> I think yes, but I also think it's um, more than that because relationships are constantly uh, uh, you're constantly changing, right? So mm -hmm. if you find someone that will constantly change for you and you have that like cosmic, really like soul connection, then that's great. But then you also can find people that you're, that blend with you and that have the same values with you and that can also be true love. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's yes and no. I know that's such a politician answer, <laughs> but it's just love is more complicated than that. You know, relationships are more complicated than just your soul connection. I agree, we are very complex human beings and we, yeah. we deal with things very, you know, differently, but yeah. uh, one question. You are in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, or? At the current moment, yes, I was in an open relationship. And so now I want to ask <laughs> you a question. So you're in an open relationship. Do you feel the same amount of love equally towards the partners that you're with, or do you think your love goes more towards the one person you have that connection with? I, yes, well, okay, yes, I do think, I think, once again, like, love is uh, complicated and more than 
uh, what we see in the movies and, and what's this whole thing about true love and love at first sight and like this meant only one person meant to be thing. I think it goes back to that, yeah, that idea that there's more than um, these people that blend with you. Like you love your friends and you love your parents and you love your siblings. Like, yeah, it's a different form of love, but you still, if you can love multiple people at once, why can't you love two people at once or three people at once romantically? Mm-hmm. And I do think people gravitate to one person more, um, but I don't think that lessens or, um, yeah, lessens the love that you feel for the other person or that you feel for the, the person, like the, the other, both the other people in the, in the relationship or the multiple people. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because your connection with that one person is completely different than your connection with another person. Right, like your relationship with your friends, all your friends are are different. Yeah. Right, but you still love them all equally, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't put one above the other. Oh, okay. Right, just yeah. as you wouldn't put your parents above each other, or your siblings, or your own kids. Mm-hmm. Like you love them all equally, but in very different ways. So I think that's, um, it's also a hard concept to grasp, as uh, we're mirrored very monogamous society, mm-hmm. and like monogamy is great, especially if you're having children, like easier to deal with one person than like four people in raising kids yeah. as we know in a group home <laughs> it's hard um, or you need really good people that's also really hard to find like a good team uh, I think that yeah so I think we're set in this like one love which is fine but I, I think what breaks it is like it once again it comes back to that gender spectrum thing is like I we learned about like uh, yeah, gender and like sexuality and even like romance. Like it's on a spectrum. Like you're, you love your friends differently than you love your romantic partner, and different things factor into the love for them. But you can have more than one. Yeah, you can have more than one love. And once you realize that each relationship you have is individual, it makes then it kind of becomes easier if you want to be in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Also, like communication is the biggest thing. Ground rules. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, what has been, like, first of all, when did you start being in open relationships? When did you know that was something you wanted? Um, I think I always thought of the idea. I think it was just, like, I was, like, mm, hopeless romantic. Well, I love Bollywood movies, and even in Bollywood movies, there's always two people that they love. That they love. The love but triangle. But it's always a love triangle because they're already destined to marry someone, but then they meet their love of their life. Um, I'm not, oh, I, I remember. It's a book I read. It's called Seven Years or something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always for monogamy. But the idea of, like, yeah, you can have more than one love. And then it was, like, with my friends. Like, I can love a handful of my friends. Um, I think I could love more than one person. I mean... Relationships are hard in general, so more, adding more than one person is kind of tough. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of like, yeah. I, I never had experience, like the, the two people I was with um, were all seriously, serial, serious, like monogamous people and like uber jealous, so I never really got to, so I was always in a monogamous relationship, and then I came here and I met someone who was, also, who was already in an open relationship, so it was like chilling, uh, and then I met someone else and explained to the situation. It was like, and I also didn't think like we wouldn't have such a connection, nor did I think, um, I'm gonna say it, I hate being cheesy, but like, I didn't think they'd be the one, but like, I didn't think we would have such a good connection. I thought it was just gonna be like this cool thing. 
Um, and then I, then the things led to let that, and then I ended the open relationship. But yeah, it helped that the person I was with initially was already in a, a space of mm-hmm. openness. So it was cool to try. Um, would recommend to people <laughs> who are not uber jealous, but. Yeah, but I was thinking, I'm like, is that something that comes with confidence or is that something that like, cause like I like to think of myself as a pretty confident person, mm-hmm. but I still feel like I would not be comfortable enough to, you know, be in an open relationship just because that's, you know, that's not my style. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I know I can be jealous, like relax. <laughs> but then I also love myself. I'm like, I'm beautiful, but. You know, it's, it's a weird thing. It is like, a really weird thing. It's a weird concept. Um, yeah, jealousy. And I don't think, like, if you're in an open relationship and you're jealous, like, that's common. Everybody gets jealous of mm-hmm. people. Because, um, you know, like, that person's yours and you're like, fuck the other person for, for, you know, being with that person. But I think what really helps is if you're willing to try it. Because I also read another book and this girl had opened her relationship with her husband because he had a medical condition, so he was like, you know, I don't want you to be able to like have sex and, and do these things that I can't necessarily do. And so they decided to open their relationship and they had all these rules, like he wanted to know about her uh, relationships, but she, she didn't want to know about his. Mm-hmm. But at any point they could change their mind about it. And their biggest rule was like, like you know, once you start getting real feelings, then we have to stop and reconnect. Because they cho- they chose each other, right? And they, and they continued to choose each other, but they were just doing this to, yeah, meet another need or whatever, fit your lifestyle, however, whatever you want to talk about. The queer community also loves open relationships. <laughs> uh, they just, so it's, I think it's, uh, communication is the biggest thing. Like, yeah, your rules can literally be anything you want. Mm-hmm. Being jealous is totally normal. Um, and I think the biggest thing is, like, remembering that, your relationship with one person is completely different than your relationship with another person, but that doesn't mean you love them less than, like you can never measure, I don't think you can measure your love. You can't say you love one person more than the other. Mm -hmm. Even if you're comparing like your mom and your partner, you can't say you love one more than the other because you have a very unique relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you'd be like, yeah, obviously love my partner more than my mom, but like if there was a fire, you like who would you save your mom or your partner like you know like exactly like it's like one of those like moral questions and I think it's also a lot of realization right like once you realize that every relationship is unique it kind of kind of breaks a like constraint you know yeah but if you're gonna have kids I recommend one person because sometimes three people are hard to talk and communicate with when you have a child that is true but if you find a good team go for it Exactly, like our team. Yeah. We have an amazing team. But um, do you think like you've had to disclose this sort of situation on the first date? I feel like that would be such a, like, how do you even put that out there? Like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, like, <laughs> I'm into open relationships. Um, I would say, I would say, yeah, honesty. Like, I remember uh, when I met this first girl, like, she, I met her on apps, so I knew she, she was uh, open relationship, but she also like had like, you know, like, by the way, like, just wanted to make sure that you knew this, like I live with my partner, and I was like, yeah, like that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Except for I read it as I live with my parents, and I was like, yeah, that's totally cool. I love my parents too, and she's like, no, partner, and I was like, oh. but like that's cool too, like I don't care. Um, but then I met someone else, and I had I had uh, said right away, I was like, um, 
I'm with this girl and I really like her, but I want to see where this goes too. So I hope that's cool. And they were like, okay, <laughs> just they they were fine with it. Um, I wish they would have been a little more honest with me about how they actually felt about real promotions, but nonetheless, we're we're past that. Honesty is the best. Um, and then yeah, this girl. Once I saw like met the other person, I told this girl like, hey, like I know you're okay with open relationships, I just wanted to let you know that I am also seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was just like uber chill though, so she, I, I think I lucked out yeah. with a really good, uh, like she, yeah, just when you wanted to talk, she would like, you know, have to tell her more than you wanted to or less than you wanted to and she was okay meeting, like they're both okay meeting each other and stuff like that, but it is cool because it's really just your own rules. Has it ever gotten confusing for you, like just... You know, like, oh, did I text this person telling them this already, or like... No, because it's just like, um, like any friend. Or like, it's like a, it's mm-hmm. just like a relationship, right? Like you, um, yeah, you have, you build your own relationship with each people. Mm-hmm. So like with the girl, I, I, like, we were really cool. Um, and it was cool because, yeah, she would never pressure you to like, tell you things, but I also didn't feel like I needed to tell her, tell her anything. Like she was very, very flowy and chilly mm-hmm. so it, it felt more easy to just say whenever whatever you wanted to say when you wanted to say but then the other person like you wanted to spend all your time with them and you wanted to tell them everything and like it was neutral it's just yeah it was just like a regular it was like two friendships but like yeah. a little more okay. <laughs> pretty much yeah and so for um for your family do you think if you were to like come out to your family just in general about how you are as a person and the way you view your life and relationships, do you feel like you would be like shunned? <laughs> or like probably for a little bit, yes. Um I think I did honestly think my brother wouldn't give two shits. Like he'd be like, Okay, I don't care. <laughs> like he <laughs> does, is not phased by anything. Mm-hmm. Um my mom on the other hand, I think she'd be like very confused, especially by the open relationship part. She'd be like, but what oh and I also feel like about the men and women and like non-binary people cause she's like but both because i think it's easy for people to understand like oh you're gay and you don't like the opposite like you don't like yeah you don't like the opposite of sex you like the same sex mm-hmm. and that's easy for them to wrap around but then when it comes for it to like bi pan and like queer people who like more than one gender um it gets confusing for people because they're like but like and I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's hard for people to wrap their head around liking both male and female and non-binary and or non-binary people. Because <laughs> um, I think, like, I, I don't know why it's confusing, but, like, you can, you can have more than one. <laughs> like, you don't have to. But I think maybe it's because, like, women are structurally look different than male, but it's, like, I don't, that doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I don't know why that factors into it. Um, so I think she'd be kind of confused. And I'll probably also heavily pray. I mean, at this point, she's very, like, doesn't get mad that much. So I feel like she would just, like, intensively pray for a while. <laughs> um, and I also feel like she'd just be, like, I kind of knew, or I'm not, I'm whatever. Because she knows I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. So she's just going to be like, I'm just going to keep praying. And I know you're just going to be okay yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. And the open relationship might be a little more confusing. And... Yeah, like the concept of it, because India is full of forced and arranged marriage. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on open relationships? 
Um, you said you're a little jealous, so you couldn't. Yeah, I'm definitely the jealous type, so I could not. I don't know. I feel like I'd always be so nosy. Like, what are they doing? Are they with them? But like, or, you could ask. Like, if you were with someone that didn't care, you could just ask all the rules. I you can, like, I that could be a rule. Like, you just be like, I just want to know everything. And they'll be like, okay. And then you could just be like, I don't want to know that. Or, like, you, like, it's great because you can just know everything and not know anything. It's your choice. I, I guess, but I still, I feel like I would just be bothered, and oh, yeah. I, I don't know, like, I I have emotional attachments to, like, certain places or certain people and stuff, so then if I see, like, oh, you took that girl to A&W, like, mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was our place, and I don't so know, <laughs> I don't know, I'm honestly such a hopeless romantic, too, that I, I, I don't know, I cannot, I personally cannot see it, but I have a lot of friends and who are very into open relationships, and that's completely fine and I'm just like it's crazy how you know complex we are and how different we all Mm -hmm. view love and view emotions and just you know deal with that kind of stuff it's cool shout out to the people that have long-term open relationships that's that's a yeah that's that's a task (laughs) anyways I was gonna I was gonna ask you with your family but like does your extended family or family outside of like your main one mm-hmm. um do they have a very traditional uh view of things or are they more open-minded um good question well i have an t- interesting dynamic with my family i think my mom's side um i have like five aunts and they're all progressive women um it's the the, the uncles are a little traditional <laughs> but mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like my cousins genuinely wouldn't care. I also think on my mom's side of the family, I'd be like the first openly like queer person. Yeah. Um, on my dad's side of the family, like my cousin, she's queer, and um, when she came out, like everybody was like, "Yeah, your roommate," and she's like, "No, not my roommate!" Like <laughs> for the fifth time, like we're together. Yeah. Also, why would I bring my roommate to my sister's wedding? Like that just seems so random. Mm-hmm. They think they're I'm in denial about it. Um, I do think they they have that weird traditional sense, even though they've been in most of them have been in Canada longer. Like uh, most of my dad's like siblings have uh, went to school in Canada, like graduated high. Like they've been around this culture for a while. But I think that um, yeah, they have a kind of prudish view, but they're always kind of prude in general. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like I'm kudos to my cousin. She's living her life whatever um but even within her relationship with her sister and her mom like she's been together with her partner for 10 years and her mom treats her partner way 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 differently than she treats her sister's partner and they've only been together for three years and so she's like that kind of sucks and like i remember telling my mom and she was like oh i thought it was her roommate and i was like no like why would someone bring a roommate to a wedding (laughs) no like to like to a wedding um i think she's kind of like hmm but I think at the end of the day, like, my mom had said it best, like, we grew up in a culture where this was really shunned. So it's going to be shocking to us, but at the end of the day, like, gay people are just going to be in our lives. And I was like, that is very telling and true, and I'm glad, like, you know, there's no there's no reason to get upset or to do anything, because it is just part of life. Like, people are going to be queer. Mm-hmm. People have always been queer. It's just now you're going to see more people being open and honest about it. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, I think they'll get over it. Also, like, I don't really give two shits. But will they really get over it? I feel like it's so much harder with the older generation to change, like, you know, shift their mindset to, because, like, you have the people that are just born Mm open-minded. I feel like I was definitely a very open-minded child, and I had different perspectives than the rest of my family since, like, I was 11. Because I I know, I remember I used to say, like, why do we hate gay people? Like, they're just people. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter, like, yeah, with who they who like, they there's freaking yeah. nice gay people. There's mean gay people. There's nice straight people. There's mean, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. People. So I'm just like, why? It's literally who the person is on, on the inside. At a young age. <laughs> I know I'm like oh, having these logical thoughts at freaking <laughs> age eleven, but then I, I don't know. Then it's like there's different there some family members and different people that just have different perspectives, and it's like no. They're just terrible people, and it's like, what? Yeah, that is, it's like, religion runs deep, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with that, like, because I often think of, like, my mom is um, very stubborn, but you can always have a conversation with her, and she'll actually listen to what you're saying and then reflect and think about it. And there are times that she's come up and been like, yeah, like, I'm actually sorry, like, that was a valid point, or that was a good point. Mm-hmm. Um. So at least like, and she, I think she's just very self-reflective, despite being very religious. She's taken on that role of self-reflection. But I often think about like what my dad or how my dad would react because the only interaction I've had of like queer people is I remember, um, like two gay men were came to our hotel and they asked for one bedroom, mm-hmm. and my dad was like no. Um, but I think he ended up selling it anyways because like customer is one of our yeah. Like, customer's right kind of thing but then he was like that's like not good and I was like well why does it matter because like I was like eight or yeah eight or nine or something like that around the time and I was like well like I sleep with my friend and she's a girl all the time like you know like women have also like this weird thing like we can have sleepovers and it's fine yeah um whereas like sometimes young boys are, are not a big deal but then there's a certain age where like people are like why are two boys sleeping together in a bed like and mm-hmm. it's like, you're, it's just your friend, like, no one really cares. Or maybe it is your partner, but I remember being, like, so confused. So I don't know if he would have evolved with the times and, and like, or if we would have fought over it or what, what his opinion would have been on it. Mm-hmm. Because my mom also came from India, and she also was around these, like, uh, third, third gender people. And, like, um, these, like, men, pretty much she was, like, just dressed in drag and, like, whole like trans community and they were like they would always come and bless obviously your firstborn because no one gives a shit about women um (laughs) but they would bless your firstborn and they would sing songs I remember they came for my brother and my mom was like yeah like you have to be kind and nice because they they possess this magic they possess this understanding of of the female and the male the male world in respect to astrology like the male and the female side the same with like two-spirited people right like you they understand this like dimension of duality of both yin and yang, yeah. male and female, but also like non-binary and nothing and everything in between. So I think she's always kept that, and that was really cool, and that was nice to know about India in general. Despite India being like no gay people, um, even though India was the fruitiest place ever, <laughs> long time ago men would just hold pinkies, like best friends would just hold pinkies down the third street. Mm-hmm. Also, have you ever seen Bollywood? Very frilly and fruity. Um, so it just sucks that, yeah, Western imposed a lot of things that 
And how do you think, like, we can help people shift their mindsets? Like, I know it's hard because it's really from within, (laughs) but, like, how can we become a better society? How can we, especially with the older generations? Uh, Some of the old people, lost cause, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Um, Just pay your respects and, like, respect your elders and just walk away. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, I try to like bring it down to humanity like reminding like people that they're people right like mm-hmm. why yeah like, even like the simplest things like um, one of my big arguments with for like talking about drugs with children or sex with children and like young youth was like if you teach someone how to make a cup in school they're not gonna go every single day make a cup every for like their entire life mm-hmm. that's the same thing with like you're talking about drugs you're talking about sex like either you can talk to people about it but it doesn't mean they're instantly gonna go and do it but you know how like there's a whole stigma around like we're not gonna tell ch- children about drugs because they're gonna go do drugs yeah so I, mean, I feel like if you simple it down simple it down sometimes you can find a connection and like if you kind of out the person and you're like okay you have kids I'm gonna relate this and guilt you a little bit into (laughs) kids you know like would you shun your own children like the children you love and raise if someone like was gay you know at the end of the day that doesn't matter that doesn't change who they are it just means um, who they marry is gonna be a different person you know like that doesn't also change like babies like I feel like you gotta bring it down to a simple like we're all freaking humans yeah we're all just trying to live our life like butt out of my business why does it matter, you know, like, it's, it's a weird thing that we are obsessed with people's sexuality when we are also very taboo about sex. And it's literally, like, mind your own business. I know, and, like, mind your own business. Me like, whoever... sleeping with someone does has no impact. I still pay my taxes. Like, <laughs> you know, that has no impact. And also, like, you're doing so much good for society. You're helping out. You're the most caring person that I know, and it's, like, it makes me mad when people are, like, I hate her because of the way the way she dresses. I hate her because of who she loves and how she sees life. It's like, no. You yeah. know, like, she, she's probably a better person than you, but <laughs> that's just me giving my two cents. But, yeah. no, it's... Just treat, treat everybody with kindness. It's true. I don't know who said it, but love conquers all. Yeah. Like, Beautifully yeah. said. Or as uh, Selena Gomez would say, kill them with kindness. <laughs> so, where do you think we should all educate ourselves? when it comes to the LGBTQ to us plus Yeah, just the community. Well, yeah, so this is like, I tend to go queer community. The queer community, I'm very, sorry. I'm like, I'm like am very, I missing anything? The acronym is very long. Also, once again, back to sensitivity. Like, yeah. The queer yeah. community. This so. is the queer community. It's a reclaimed word. Somebody will probably get butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. When you have enough comments, someone will probably comment on it. Uh, but. Hey, comment, hey. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. What's it say? Like any kind of review is a good review. Yeah, any I, kind of I view, any that. kind of view any is a view. Of, any kind of publicity is good publicity. There we go. Thank my you, brain, Ice Cube. <laughs> my brain completely scrambled. Uh, yeah, for education, um, uh, I'm gonna pull uh, a good old Mr. Wilson. Thank you. He was my history teacher and my friend's dad. He gave us good advice on trying to find good sourcing for school. If it has a .com, probably maybe not the most reliable. 
we know that in Canada, .save is usually related to like government, or yeah, government, but also like a Canadian website. But your best bet is like .net, .something else, .org. Those are like uh, scientific, uh, like research-based ones. So it's really good for if you're in school and you're trying to research, <laughs> trust those sites. Um, also, if you see if you see an article about something, it's you if it has an author and it has like a review date, it's maybe more trustable because that and especially if you if they um, include their sources. I mean, I know BuzzFeed does it, but <laughs> take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like um, a lot of this is like common sense too. Like it's um, find queer blogs, find people who are like do your investigating if you're really. Um, trying to get good information like center of sexuality, queer um, like youth groups or like, like kind of like women's center but like for queer people like mm -hmm. those places would have really good resources, good links. Talking to people, I find talking to people is the best because the best way we can share our knowledge is by sharing experiences. Mm -hmm. That goes for women, that goes for queer people, that goes for ethnic people. Uh, it goes for like anybody, like hearing their story makes it more real and make and you learn lots about that. Um, but if you want tangible facts, yeah, like .net, .org, you know, sometimes the government sites are, are hit and miss, but take everything with a grain of salt. Don't use Wikipedia. <laughs> like if you, if you're, I, I feel like you can edit anything on Wikipedia. Yes, really and if you're, if you're in school and you know that your professor is going to flag you for whatever it's called, um, is it like plagiarism? Plagiarism. Then you know it's not a good thing. <laughs> you know it's questionable, but yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Social media is also a good place. Facebook's a hit and miss. Uh, WhatsApp, stay clear. <laughs> but like, there are a lot of um, places on Instagram, even like Snapchat. Um, I know Facebook's kind of dying for <laughs> the younger generation. Even yeah. TikTok, like there are actual like queer people on there trying to give little bursts of information like there is a man who dresses like gay jesus he gives very knowledgeable insight <laughs> on instagram about the bible and about uh, queerness yeah. so i think go follow him um but there are people that yeah like real people and their their stories oh, that's so I, awesome, I would yeah. Yeah, find those and then what is one thing that you want others to take on and what are like you know take on their journey and what's one like i got just little like quote of wisdom that you want to give others and I think like you do you but in the kindest way possible also stay in your lane like those two quotes are iconic because uh yeah like at the end of the day like uh this is kind of sad but like we all are alone despite you know being in relationships being in things like really like you are alone like we'll never really understand other people what's going on in their head like exactly to a t as you would your own mm -hmm. but there's comfort in that like you are your strongest relationship like love yourself build build yourself also just do life the way you want to do it like you do you and then stay in your own freaking lane <laughs> like you know like if someone is doing something just let them do it like unless it's like physically or emotionally or psychologically spiritually harming you or they're or they're harming their, their selves like or harming other people like then you really have no need to get involved in it especially if it's like an opinion I know opinions hurt your feelings but 
you can get over that, right? Like, if someone's not doing immediate harm, then just go on with your life. Like, you know, like, you also, like, if someone says something rude and you don't, or says, someone says something and you don't agree with it, like, you could just be like, you could be a bitch and sulk for the rest of the day, or you could be like, okay, I'm just gonna let that go and walk on with your life. You will be so much freer <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. And the other person just will live their life. Like, let them live their life. That's so true, and that's like one of the things that being in this field of work and mm -hmm. what I studied, like, I, le I learned that I literally cannot hate someone, and I just, I can't get mad at someone anymore. I just, yeah. before, I used to be like, oh, I don't like them, I like, oh, whatever, they hurt my feelings and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like, really? I learned, it really is such a lesson to not take things personally, because like you said, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on in someone's head, we exactly. don't know their childhood. We don't know what they're going through right now. And like, we don't know anyone, that's the thing. And that's why it's just important to never take things personal and take everything with a grain of salt because we're all just humans trying to do our best out here in the world. I'm just trying to live. Trying to, trying to make it through. Trying and to live. But then also, to, to add to that, um, negative emotions are okay. Yeah. Like don't feel like I judged. Or if you need to yell at someone, you know, like, it's okay too. Like sometimes, like we all cope differently. Like we all cope differently. Sometimes we need to let it out. Sometimes it's really, I think, it's always your intentions and what you do after and how you, yeah, cope with that. Like, you know, like we all, yeah, like we said, we're all just very unique people, but negative emotions are equally as important as positive emotions in our life. Because, you know, entropy and extropy. So chemistry, like chaos and order. And honestly, I kind of want to see you become a social media influencer for, <laughs> for the queer community because you post some really good stuff. Every day when you post something new, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. It's just a lot of reblogging. <laughs> thank you. I, I, you know, I press the repost button. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think I tried to. I try. You know, everybody made a blog when COVID first hit. Mm -hmm. Uh, trash talking for solutions FYI and there's an Instagram page on it and I think initially it was going to do like uh, you know how they have like the photo with like stuff written on it mm -hmm. um, but then I was like that's a lot of that's a lot of editing a lot of work so I found that like videos were easier to just post like small little videos and Instagram lets you do that um, I just like how aesthetically pleasing Instagram is that's photographers true. are they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So hopefully I can, I'll try to restart it. Um, and I only have like a couple things on there about sustainability. So maybe you can be my first guest. There we go. My little short series. Yeah, I, I would be down. But no, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your stories with us. And hopefully people are able to learn and educate themselves more in the queer community mm -hmm. and how we can be more sensitive and not get canceled every three seconds but yeah actually be less sensitive but sensitive be less enough. sensitive but sensitive enough yeah, yeah find that line <laughs> but yeah no thank you so much and i appreciate your time and i hope that you continue to do your what you're doing well thank and you have I'm a kind heart yeah, I'm excited to be the first guest, and I'm excited to see all the other ones, all the other episodes during this. Thank you so much. All mm -hmm. right, everybody, thank you for listening. Good Bye. Night.